Well, what are you ready for this evening? Glory to God. Yeah. Somebody said the Holy Spirit. That's right. Uh, for those of you that haven't been with us, we uh, in our Friday evenings, we just concluded this past Friday a series entitled The Works and the Ways of Jesus. Reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we've been seeing Jesus. Amen. And we've been looking at him, believing to see how he does things and how he responds and what his priorities are, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he emphasized, what he loved, what he despised. And uh, that's what we've done for these weeks. Now, we just began today in the book of Acts, and we're beginning also a new series this evening. We're calling The Works and Ways of the Holy Spirit, because the Acts is the Holy Spirit book. Amen. And so if you would, go ahead and turn just over to the 13th chapter of 2 Corinthians, and then also go, well, no, just wait on that. Boy, this is so big, y'all going to have to believe with me on this, because I actually used to teach a course on this. So I've got notes galore, but, <laughs> and you can't cover everything, and you shouldn't try to in one session. So we better pray, and y'all believe with me. Amen. That I don't give you too little, I don't give you too much, but it's just right. Would you believe with me on that? So let's pray right now. Father, thank you for the service this evening. Thank you for having a good place to meet in and the freedom to serve you and worship you and all these fine people that you've brought here. And they and I, we look to you. And we say, Lord, thank you for good utterance tonight. And give everybody eyes that see and ears that hear and hearts open and receptive. Let there come answers to questions, solutions to problem, direction, light where there was darkness, and peace where there was uneasiness. And Lord, show us and reveal to us how we should see and think and hear and respond to your great Holy Spirit. Reveal these things to us, and we purpose not to be hearers only, but to be doers. And we know as we do, we shall be blessed in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen Amen means so be it. Have you found your place then, 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and actually the last chapter and the last verse of the chapter, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, love of God and the what? Communion of the Holy Ghost. Now the name Holy Ghost is the very same as Holy Spirit. Ghost is just an uh, old English word translating the word pneuma, which means spirit. And so don't get hung up on that, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, same thing. And I think sometimes people hearing us talk that don't know what we're talking about, and they hear us talking about ghosts, they may not know how to relate. In fact, we were down in Miami, Florida some years ago with a big... uh, group of ministers, in fact there was some 80 of us I think, eating at this one restaurant and of course that's quite an entourage, I mean and we came in there and uh, it was a nice place and there were these different people sitting around at the tables and this one lady caught one of the guys who was one of the more uh, 
outgoing evangelist of the bunch. And she tugged on his coat and she said, what is all these people? What's going on? He said, we're having a Holy Ghost meeting. And she says, hmm, she says, uh, do you wear a costume to that? And so she had not a clue what he was talking about. And I think sometimes in our talking with people that don't understand these things, we use terminology that they can't relate to. And so we need to, it depends on who you're talking to, what terms you should use. But uh, one thing for sure, we ought to refer to him respectfully. Amen. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Spirit of God, many, many names. We'll talk about some of them as we go on. But he is the Spirit of God. And it says the communion of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. Communion, the word literally means sharing. A sharing in common. It's sometimes translated fellowship. Is there a fellowship of the Holy Spirit? Can you fellowship with Him? Like you can your relatives or your friends. Can you know Him and fellowship with Him? Can you be aware of His presence? Just like you are your husband or your wife or your child or your fellow Christian. Yes, you can. Can you get to know his personality, his ways? Yes, you can. And that's what we're after in this series and after the, in this study. And uh, I'm believing that all of us will know him better. Amen. Through the course of this, we ought to every year be able to look back to the previous year and say, yeah, we're walking closer this year than we were last year. We're walking stronger. We know him better now than we did last year. Shouldn't we? Every year. Nobody gets to the place where you can't grow anymore. Not in this life. And so we ought to be increasing in knowing Him. Everybody say communion of the Holy Ghost. Communion. Fellowship. Go back, if you would, to the uh, gospel account of John. We just read this not that many days ago. John 14. Communion of the Holy Ghost. Spirit, Holy Ghost. John 14, one of the first things to understand is that the Holy Spirit is indeed a person, a divine person. Uh, Sometimes you'll have people, sometimes even uh, disrespectfully, say, what about that Holy Ghost stuff? What is it? And you know right away, they know nothing about Him. Because Him is not in it. Now, there are a couple of instances in the Word where you see the Holy Spirit referred to with the word it. But that's just a matter of translation. It's a matter of Greek to Old English. For instance, uh, the Spirit itself helps our infirmities, I believe in Romans 8 it talks about. Well, really, that's the Greek word autos. And it literally means self-same. It's the same word that over in First Peter, who his own self bear our sins. Remember that? Same word. So don't get hung up on that. But I'm going to show you some other scriptures that would just, should clear out all doubt about this. It is improper to refer to the Holy Spirit as it. Now the reason I'm going over this is because, uh, I mean, you can't fellowship with an it. That chair isn't it. You can't fellowship with that chair. Your car isn't it. People try to fellowship with their cars. 
Especially some guys, they try real hard. But you just can't do it. I said, you can't do it. You might enjoy it, but there's not, it's not going to respond to you in a manner that a person can and will. And when people talk about the Spirit, sometimes they refer to Him as an impersonal force or power. Their concept of the Spirit is something like electricity, a power, a force. But the Holy Spirit is not just a force or a power. He is a divine person. Amen. Just as much as the Father God is a divine person. Just as much as the Lord Jesus is a divine person, the Holy Spirit is a divine person. I mean, you wouldn't want, when you walked in the room, people to look up and go, there it is. I see it. That's not complimentary, right? I mean, that's, what do you mean, it? That's referring to you like a piece of furniture or a rock or a, or a stump. No, no. A person is not an it. Well, now, Jesus knows more about this than anybody. So let's let him tell us about the Holy Spirit. In John 14 and verse 26. John 14 and 26. He says, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you. Now back up. Who will teach you? He. Does an it teach? He. Everybody say he. Now these next two or three verses that I read, every time you see the word he referring to the Holy Spirit, I want you to say it out loud because I want you to get it in your spirit. He shall teach you all things. And the understood subject goes on. He will bring all things to your remembrance. Whatever I've said to you, he, everybody say he, He. go to the 15th chapter and just right here in the 26th verse also, 1526, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send to you from the father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeds from the father, he She'll testify of me. Doesn't it testify? No. 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 He. He speaks. He teaches. He testifies. He reminds. Everybody say he. He. Chapter 16, if you would. 16 and verse 13. Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. In verse 7, he had said, uh, it's expedient for you that I go away. If I go not away, the comforter will not come to you. Now, the word comforter, if you look it up, and the Amplified brings this out, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but it's translated from the Greek word paraclete or parakletos. It means one call to one side to help or to aid. And so sometimes you just see the name helper. And I think that is one of the greatest all-encompassing names we could refer to him by. And it's thoroughly scriptural. Capital H. The Helper. Amen. Amen. And that's what the Lord said. He said, I'm going away. Telling his disciples there. But I'm not going to leave you alone. 
I'm not going to leave you abandoned. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to send you another comforter. Now, you'd have to realize who was the other comforter that he's talking about. Himself. He was with them. He was teaching them. He was guiding them. He was helping them in every way. And he said, I'm going away. But it's actually going to be expedient for you. It's going to be better for you that I go away. Now, they couldn't see that. And you could understand. They thought, what could be better than you being here with us? i tell you what's better. His very own spirit, not just being with the group, but being inside you 24-7. See, if Matthew was talking to Jesus, Peter would probably have to wait till he got through. Or if he was asleep. You see limitations, right? Oh, but man, the Holy Spirit is alive and inside of you all the time. I said all the time. And he is the same spirit that was on Jesus, that anointed him to teach and to preach and to heal and to deliver. Amen. The same spirit that enabled him to uh, get the messages from God and to pray. Amen. The revelation. Everybody say same spirit. Same spirit. That was on Jesus is in the Christian today and on those who've received his fullness. Glory. Everybody say helper. Helper. We've already seen a few things he helps you. He teaches you. He brings all things to your remembrance. Do you know that's one of the greatest weaknesses of the human being? Forgetfulness. It is. It's one of the greatest weaknesses of the human being. And thank God we have somebody inside us who never forgets anything. Amen. You know, just this week, I've, uh, you know, just, it came to me just now, but just this week, I mean, there's been a dozen things that I would have totally forgotten if it hadn't been for him reminding me. Amen. Somebody said, well, no, you just remembered it. No, I had help. Now, I know the difference whether you do or not. Amen. Amen. I know I had help. There's been a number of things, and and just at the right moment, it came up. Check this. Look at that. Do this. And you can either ignore that, or you can do it. If you're smart, you'll do it. Amen. And do you know that there are some people... That the Holy Spirit helps a lot more than others. It's just a fact. I said it is a fact. There are some people. The Holy Spirit barely helps at all. I mean hardly at all. In their life. And there are other people. That he helps them from everything. From getting dressed in the morning. To driving to work. To cooking a meal. To balancing the checkbook. I said, why? He doesn't play favorites. It's just that some people have learned to look to him more than others. Some have learned to lean on him. Some have learned to yield to him. Amen. More than others. And he'll help you to the degree that you learn to look to him. But now if you don't think you need help. (laughs) And the reason I say this is because this is a major problem. You watch how people are with other people. They are the same way with God. 
It's just a fact. You ever seen somebody? And it's obvious from the beginning they have not a clue about what they're doing with this specific thing. You know, maybe they're trying to work on something or fix something or do something. And it's just obvious to everybody but them that they don't know what they're doing. And here comes somebody in the room. Or maybe you've done it. Maybe you've done it a hundred times. And you come in you say, well, you know, can I help you with that? No, 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 I got it. No, I got it. And here they are bending it around, about to break it. You know, and you go, well, hey, uh. Uh, I've done that before. Could I help you? No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. What can you do? I said, what can you do? They don't want your help. You understand people are doing this with the Holy Spirit every day. Every day. He's here. He's available. But he is a gentleman. He's not like the devil. He's not going to push himself off on you. You have to look to him. You have to show him some respect. Amen. Amen. You know, it's amazing that you can pace the floor and you can lose sleep and you can pull your hair and you're going, what am I going to do about this? What am I going to do? And the one is inside you the whole time you're doing all the pacing. He knows. He knew it before you started pacing. I said, why don't he tell me? Well, why don't you be quiet and look to him and ask? Amen. See, he helps some people a lot more than he does others. And all of us should be hungry to grow, become more sensitive, more aware, more responsive. And that's what this series is about. In chapter 16, are you still there? Verse 13, John 16, 13 says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Who's talking here? Jesus. Did Jesus understand and know the Holy Spirit as he walked the earth? Yeah. He says, he, 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 himself, he speaks, he hears. This is not an it. This is not an impersonal force. This is a person. Can you say amen? Amen. Verse 14, what does it say? He He shall glorify me for He. he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore said I that... He shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. He. He. I know uh, when I first really began to study these things some years ago, I read this just like I just read it to you. Because I'm building into my consciousness, not an it. Him. He. And finally I was in my study, I was at my desk getting some things together, ready to teach. And I finally just stopped right there and I said, Holy Spirit, you're real. You're here. You're a person. I want to know you. Tell me about yourself. And then this is what came up in my spirit real strong. When he has come, he'll not speak of himself. I thought, okay, all right. All right, I got that. Uh, I don't mean I heard an audible voice now. 
I just knew this in my spirit. I thought, all right, okay, I got that. Tell me about Jesus. <laughs> it's almost like he said, have a seat. You know what I mean by that? I mean, he, that is his business. Amen. To glorify Jesus, to magnify Jesus, to accomplish Jesus' will in the earth. And he is our direct contact. You understand God the Father, he is omnipresent, but in a very specific way, he's in heaven on the throne. Jesus, our Lord, is at his right hand. He's not here. You know, Jesus has a flesh and bone body. You can see just like yours. You can touch and feel flesh and bone. But he's not here. He's at the right hand of the Father. But his spirit is here. Amen. And by his spirit, we're in direct contact with him. And his spirit is uh, the medium on earth that the head conveys his instructions to the church and his anointing. So how many understand what an error it is if people say, well, we want Jesus, but we don't want this Holy Spirit stuff. Hmm? You understand what an error that is? Because the Spirit is the one the Father and Jesus has sent into the earth. You don't receive His Spirit, you don't receive Him. And you know, this is such a serious thing that Jesus Himself said as He walked the earth. He said, all blasphemies that men speak will be forgiven them except blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. Man, that's serious. What do you mean? People speaking derogatorily. And vilifying the Holy Spirit. And specifically what they were doing is they were attributing the works of the Holy Spirit to the devil. They said, that's of the devil. And it was the Holy Spirit. And Jesus warned them about the seriousness of that. So we need to be careful what we say in things pertaining to the Holy Spirit. And we ought to treat him with respect. Amen. He's here. I said, he's here. And he's God. He's God. Now, uh, this is so big. Go with me, if you would, to 1 Corinthians. You know, everything that we need, the Holy Spirit is. You know, the Amplified brings out the sevenfold meaning of this word comforter or paraclete. And it talks about that he is our comforter. He is our counselor. He's our intercessor. He's our advocate. He's our strengthener. He's our standby. Amen. All of that is help, isn't it? I mean, if he counsels you, that's help. If he strengthens you, that's help. He leads us, teaches us. He really is everything to us. Amen. And it should be real to you all night. All day, anytime, anywhere, that he's in you to help you. And you know, we really can't do anything the way it could be done without his help. I don't care what it is. Any even natural things. You know, the Holy Spirit is interested in your whole life. A lot of folk have left the impression, well, you know, he's only interested maybe in helping us pray. Maybe in helping the preacher preach. But no, do you know? That in the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost anointed Aholiab, Bezalel, different people like that, to work with their hands, to work with metal, 
to work with wood? You know, I think so many people are missing out from so much help. Hmm? If people would just pause. I don't care if you're rebuilding a transmission or if you're doing heart surgery. Hmm? I don't care what you're doing. If you just pause and say, Lord, help me with this. By your spirit, help me. Give me some. I mean, I don't care what you know. You could know more. No care how good you think you are at it. You could do better. But you have to admit you need help. You can't be like the person saying, no, no, I got it. I got it. Now, I got this stuff. I mean, if I come across something really, really big, I'll ask you for help. But I got this. I can do this. Not like you should. Not like you could. How many believe the Holy Ghost could give you ideas about how to fix your hair? <laughs> he could give you a. Somebody said, well, he don't care about that stuff. Said who? Said who? He doesn't care about that stuff. Will the Holy Ghost remind you? Better check on that bread. Huh? Now, don't try to hear audible voices. Don't try to feel things physically. We'll talk about this later. But it's just a witness, a sense, a knowing. Because he's on the inside of you. Amen? And you listen, sometimes it just comes to you almost like a thought. Just like a thought that you might have. But you didn't think that up. Where did that come from? Well, it came from him. Amen. Well, you better look at that again. And you know, we've been, Phyllis and I have been practicing this for some years now. And I just don't know how people operate otherwise. Dear me, you look back and think, how did we make it? Well, you didn't really. And you know, so many things, Phyllis and I, in business or in all kind of things, I don't care who it is talking to us, telling us stuff. A lot of times we're nodding and the Holy Ghost say, that ain't right. That's not right. And I trust him more than I do anybody else. Amen. Amen. I've had preachers, you know, meetings I've held and stuff. Hadn't happened very much. This is a rare exception. But, you know, on the way out to go home or something, they said, Brother Keith, I'm sorry, but, you know, the offering just wasn't very good. And so there's just not much here. And the Holy Ghost said it was really good. <laughs> well, I believe him. I said, I believe him. And sometimes it came up later, you know, that somebody asked me, did we get the offering? What they, The one check they gave in the offering was bigger than our whole check we got. That's very rare, though, that, you know. But I'm just saying, trust him. Amen? Amen. But you have to learn to look to him and ask him. Now, you don't pray to the Holy Spirit. You pray to the Father God in Jesus' name. But that doesn't mean you can't talk to the Holy Spirit. I say, well, how do you mean? How can you talk to him and not pray to him? Can you talk to me? Is that praying to me? It's not the same. And you can talk to him. I know, um, like I said, he wants to help us in every areas. This must have been some 15 years or so ago. I was really stirred up in some of these areas. And some friends of ours came by and wanted to ride motorcycles. And uh, my motorcycle I'd had at that time, I hadn't ridden in a long time. And I didn't know what kind of shape it was in. But I told him, yeah, we'll go with you. And so I went out to the garage and started to check this thing to crank it up. And uh, it started, but then it blew a fuse. Well, they're supposed to be over there in just a few hours. We're supposed to go on this pretty substantial little trip. Well, I put a new fuse back in it and I checked it again, started up, boom, popped the fuse. Well, something's wrong. 
Well, I'm not an ace motorcycle mechanic. I know a few little things, but you know, I pulled off some of the covers and looked at the wiring harness. Man, there's a lot of wires on this thing. A lot of wires. And even if I knew what I was doing with the right equipment, it could take me some time to troubleshoot this deal. I just sat right there. I said, Holy Spirit, you know what's wrong with this thing. Show me what's wrong with this thing. And just like that, just like that. I don't mean I heard a voice. I don't mean I felt something. Just a thought came to me. Check this. Just a thought. Check this. And from my natural mind, you think, well, what's no need to check that. I thought I looked at that already. How many know that means nothing? <laughs> so I did act like I had some sense, and I went and checked it carefully. And sure enough, little bitty wire that was hid, you couldn't see, and some of the coating was scraped off, and it was grounding, and it was, yeah, fixed it. We're ready to go. How many believe the Holy Ghost understands motorcycles? Yes. Hmm? And air conditioner units. Huh? Typewriters and computers and everything. Years ago, there was a survey, uh, and some individuals were asking even some college students if they thought that God understood radar. And some of them said they weren't sure. How ignorant can you be? (laughs) The Lord understands everything about everything. He's an expert. Only, I mean, you may have met some people that thought they knew everything, but they didn't. But he really does. Here's the thing. He is inside of you. The one who knows everything about everything is on the inside of you. Glory. <laughs> I said glory. Glory. In 1 Corinthians, are you there yet? 1 Corinthians and the 12th chapter I believe we're going to. 1 Corinthians 12. This uh, first half of this chapter is about the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to, before we get through, talk about each one of these. And define them. Look at examples of them in the Word. Because I am believing that Faith Life Church is going to be full of Holy Ghost led people. Amen. Experiencing the supernatural in their lives. But now, when I say supernatural, don't mistake that with spectacular. Because so many times people are, you know, they're trying to make everything that the Holy Spirit says and does spectacular, and they're missing it. We're going to talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about speaking in tongues. We're going to talk about Revelation, we're going to talk about anointing, these kind of things. And if you don't speak in tongues, that's okay. Don't be upset. Don't think we're going to try to push anything off on you. If you're not sure about some of this, don't get concerned. Don't take my word for any of it. Search the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Take it to the Lord. See if it's right. Not just one verse, multiple verses. Amen. And I'm not going to tell you what I think or what my opinion is. I'm going to tell you what I know the word says. I'm going to tell you what I've seen and experienced. Amen. That confirms the word. Glory. I tell you what, the Holy Spirit is wonderful. I said, he's wonderful. And we can have supernatural help 
day in and day out. You can just know things. You'd have no way of knowing. Amen. You can have ability, grace, strength. I know uh, some years ago I was uh, going, going, almost ministering too much. And I came in from a busy, busy weekend. And I actually drove on this trip. And uh, I drove all night to get to this place. And something came up and I stayed up all just about that next day and night. And I got about three hours of sleep. And now I got a 12-hour drive ahead of me. I wasn't in good shape. I thought I had to be back. So I made it back, and as you might imagine, I mean, the last two-thirds of that trip, I'm just having visions of the bed. I mean, that's, I'm just thinking, man, just hold on a little longer. I could just see myself laying down on the bed. And I finally got there, and uh, I called up just to check in because they were having some services that day at this certain place. And I said, you know, I just got in. I am in no shape to do much of anything. I'll check with you. Well, excuse me. I was going to say that. That's what I had planned to say. And as soon as they heard my voice, they said, man, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're back. We need you to take this morning session. And then the afternoon, too. And I'm getting ready to say what I just told you. I'm getting ready to say, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm in no shape to do that. And I was checked. Thought, no, wait a minute. You know, we don't need to be led by our feelings, do we? And... Uh, I found myself saying, okay, I'll clean up and I'll be in in just a bit. Well, when I walked in there, I felt like 40 miles of muddy road. Anybody know what I mean by that? I mean, I told my helpers that were in the back, I just looked at them, I said, with bloodshot eyes, I said, pray. Please pray. And I stepped up and by faith took my text and I want you to know the anointing came on me. Glory to God. I mean, I felt... Refreshed, I felt strong. I didn't just teach, I preached. And we had, we must have had a half a dozen people miraculously healed that day. It was a healing service in that service. I mean, it was a service. God met us. Man, I left out of there. I'm feeling like I'm about that high off the, the ground. And glory to God, man, I just feel like, wow, this is wonderful. I went back to my desk and I sat down and and in about 20 minutes that anointing left. (laughs) And I felt like 80 miles (laughs) mother. I knew I needed to get some rest. Now we don't need to push ourselves just to be pushing. And we are human and we need rest. But there are times when it just didn't work out or for whatever reason you need a boost. You need to help. And didn't the scripture say, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, he will quicken your mortal body. Amen. That's some of the help we're talking about from the Holy Spirit. He can quicken you. He can refresh you. Amen. He can strengthen you. Enable you. Oh, he's everything we need. Said out loud, I need his help. And I have his help. In 1 Corinthians 12, he's talking about the gifts and manifestations of the Spirit. And I want you to notice three different statements he makes. Well, let me back up in verse 1, just start there. 12, 1, 1 Corinthians. He said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, 
I would not have you ignorant. And you can see why he'd say that, because there's tremendous ignorance about these things. And why the Lord had even used that word. He said, you know that we were, you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Uh, now, you, you understand, you could find somebody that don't know anything about God on the street. And they could repeat to you the words, Jesus is Lord. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about manifestations of the Spirit, something that's supposed to be prophecy, something that's supposed to be speaking by the Spirit. If it is speaking by the Holy Spirit, it will never be anything derogatory about the Lord Jesus. Impossible. That's what he's saying, because they were having some manifestations I mean, they had a lot of idols and false gods and spiritism in this area. And there were people in their services that were popping up and supposed to be prophesying or supposed to be speaking in tongues and interpreting, but it was disrespectful to Jesus. And he said, I want you to know that is not the Holy Ghost. And that there's not going to be any inspired message that says Jesus is Lord and glorifies him. And that's going to be the devil. The devil's not going to do that. And you watch it. We're going to talk about this. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in all the manifestations of the Spirit. I believe everything they had, we still have. I don't believe we lost a thing. Amen. I also, though, understand that there's confusion. There's ignorance about these things. And there are some people that even in their lack of understanding play with these things. And some of it is just flesh. And that's why the scripture says, despise not prophesying. Why would he even say that? Because they had so much, and some of it was wrong and off, until after a while, when somebody gets up and says, Yea, thus saith the Lord, everybody goes, Ooh, oh no, not again. Well, the thing is, what if it's God this time? So we want to talk about how to discern what is God and what is not. And one thing you'll see, when somebody's prophesying and it just draws attention to them, that's not right. Did you hear me? A real manifestation of the real Spirit of God is going to glorify Jesus, going to magnify Him. It's going to cause your eyes to go to Him, not just to the flesh. And let me encourage you now, you'll hear me say this again and again. Every child of God has the Spirit in them. If you're really born of God, you have the Holy Spirit in you, and He is your teacher. And because of that, if anybody's trying to prophesy to you by the Spirit, that's the same Spirit you have in you. Did you hear me? And you should recognize Him, and it should be familiar to you. And if it's not, don't accept it. I don't care who said it. I don't care if it's me. Did you hear me? If I say, yea, thus saith the Lord to you this or that, and it absolutely does not bear witness in your spirit at all, then ignore it. I know that's a big statement, but I'm making it. Amen. Because I've seen too many people get hurt. I've seen people marry people because somebody prophesied to them that they should. Only be to, to be divorced in a month. 
I've seen people absolutely mess up their lives based on other people's prophecies. And yet it doesn't do away with the real. I said it doesn't do away. We see prophecy in the scripture, don't we? So we're going to talk about it. But I'm just saying, I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit. And I'm just saying, you have the spirit in you as a child of God, right? And I don't care anything you hear anybody preach, anything you hear anybody prophesy, you check number one in this book. You check it by the book. And number two, you check it by your own heart. Because he's inside you. Amen. And the scripture, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And a stranger they won't follow. And when you're hearing something, you're going, hmm, whoa, what is that? Where'd that come from? Man, I never even thought of that. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, leave it alone. I said, leave it alone. Because when it's right, I said, when it's right, it bears witness with your spirit. Same Holy Ghost. I said, same Holy Ghost that you live with every day is saying, confirming something to you through somebody else. And as you're hearing it, you're going, yeah, 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 that's right. That's the same thing he said to me the other day. Yeah, that's the same thing I read in the Word. Yes. Confirmation. Can you say amen? Amen. Trust the Holy Ghost in yourself. Amen. Amen. You know, as, as a young Christian, people tend not to. They tend to think, well, yeah, but so-and-so, they're a prophet. So-and-so's a prophetess. Well, said who? Well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they is, maybe they ain't. Huh? It's because just because you hang a title on something doesn't mean that's what it is. I mean, we can, we can write car on your forehead and put you in the garage, but that won't, that won't make you one. <laughs> You still won't be a car. And yet there, there is legitimate ministry. There is the real. Don't throw out everything because of something that's wrong. Right? I mean, there's people that preach error, but I'm not going to quit preaching. Right? There's people that give wrong and, and try to prophesy money out of their pocket into theirs and take up money for orphanages and spend it on cars. But I'm not going to stop giving and receiving because of that. There's people that get off in deliverance and prayer and other things, but I'm not going to quit praying because of that. There's people that get some wrong doctrines out of the Bible, but I'm not going to quit reading the Bible. Right? Read these phrases with me, if you would, please. And in verse 4, he gives us three great statements that shows the three persons of the Godhead. Verse 4, he says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Verse 5, there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Verse 6, there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. We see different words used for different persons of the Godhead. The Father God, you see the word operation. The Lord Jesus, the word administration. The Holy Spirit, you see the word gift. You know, it's interesting. All things that were created were created by God, of, from God, by His Word. The Word is, was made uh, flesh and dwelt among us, Jesus. In the beginning, you see a good example of it. In the beginning, when it was just darkness on the face of the deep, God had creation in Himself. Didn't He? 
And the operation came out of him and he delivered it by his words. We just think words, but remember, who is the word of God? Jesus. It came by the word. You know, John, the first chapter said all things were created by him. Remember, in the beginning was the word. Word was with God. Word was God. And it goes on talking about everything was created by him. By who? By the word. But when the word came forth, the Holy Spirit was hovering. Remember that? Over the face of the deep. And when the word came, the spirit made it happen in the earth. And it still happens this way today. So the Father God, the Word, the Spirit in the earth. Now, he said in verse 13, if you want to skip down, For by one Spirit we're all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and we've been all made to drink into one Spirit. One Spirit. He's in us, isn't he? The Bible talks about a plurality of baptisms without just doing a whole study on this. There's more than one baptism. There's water baptism. The being born again is called a baptism. We just read it here. You're placed into the body of Christ, immersed into the body of Christ. A minister might immerse you into water. But then Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And we need all of this. Everybody say immersed in the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Back up a little bit to the sixth chapter. Chapter six. First Corinthians. In first Corinthians six. In verse 13. He said, meats for the belly, belly for meats. God will destroy both it and them. In other words, all of this natural stuff is going to be destroyed at some point. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. Verse 17, he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. Verse 19, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. We talk about the church, and we talk about we ought to take care of things and clean up the church and paint it and keep the yards good, and that's all great. And call this the house of God. But really, your body is the house of God. Amen. Amen. And all of us put together make up the house or the temple of God. Amen. Amen. And we need to be conscious of that. He's living in you. The Spirit's inside of you. This body is His house. Amen. Amen. And that should affect everything we do, everywhere we go, everything we watch, everything we listen to, everything we participate in. Because, I mean, he was talking about people becoming involved in illicit affairs. And he said, uh, 
What? Don't you know your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall you take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? He said, you don't know? What? Don't you know? The Holy Ghost lives in you. Don't just do anything with your body. He's in you. Amen. Everybody say, he's in me. He's in me. Like one individual said, wall to wall, Holy Ghost. He's inside. In uh, Galatians, why don't you turn there real quickly. Galatians and chapter 5. The Holy Spirit is referred to with a number of names, like I mentioned. I'm just going to mention a few of them to you. He's called the Spirit of God. He's called the Spirit of Holiness. He's called the Spirit of Life. Spirit of Faith. Spirit of Wisdom. Spirit of Grace. Spirit of Truth. Spirit of Power. He's all these things. Much, much, much more. Our first lesson this evening, we're focusing on his personhood and his character. In Galatians 5, you see what we call the fruit of the Spirit. And there's two different ways of saying this. This is the fruit of the recreated human spirit. But it's because the Holy Spirit is in the born again human spirit. And if he's in us, we should be taking on his nature. Isn't that right? If he's in us and we're yielding to him, he should be influencing us and we should take on his qualities. Have you ever seen somebody spend a lot of time around somebody else and start acting like them? Start talking like them? Using some of the same words and phraseology that they use, even pick up some of their mannerisms? Have you ever looked at somebody and say, man, you look so much like your daddy. You act just like your mother or your father. Huh? Well, everybody that comes into this world is like a blank sheet of paper. And your mother and father, you're around them. So naturally, you're going to pick up. You're going to hold your mouth like they do. You're going to squint your eyes like they do. You're going to pronounce certain words like they do. Hmm? Spending all that time with them. Their first impressions on you. And then you see people go to school. I remember distinctly a guy I went to school with back in high school. And uh, he talked a certain way and he started hanging with these other guys. Completely changed his vocabulary. Within about two months, he was talking so differently than he had ever talked before. I almost shook my head. I thought, what happened to him? Well, we don't want that to happen in a negative way. And you see, sometimes people are really impressionable because they're insecure. They don't have an identity of their own. And so everybody else is influencing them and they're trying to dress like somebody else and talk like somebody else and act like somebody else. But the only really somebody else you ought to want to be acting like, I didn't say that right, wanting to act like is him, the spirit of Jesus. Amen. His qualities, some of his major qualities are listed right here. Let's remind ourselves of them. Galatians 5. This can help you identify the Holy Spirit in yourself. Help you identify him in other people. He doesn't change. He said in verse uh, 
22, verse 22, well, verse 16 had said, walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It talks about two different ways of living, by the spirit or by the flesh. Verse 22, the fruit of the spirit is what? Love. Love. Somebody that's yielding to the Holy Spirit is not going to be mean and hateful. Are they? Love. What's the next one? Joy. People that are yielding to the Holy Spirit are not going to be depressed. Are they? Hmm? Let me say that real slow again. I said people who are yielding to the Holy Spirit are not going to be depressed. You'd be yielding to the flesh when you're depressed. Yielding to wrong spirits. Heaviness. You know, feelings come. But you're not supposed to yield to all feelings. You might, people wake up in the morning, even Christians, and they just feel cruddy. They just feel like moping. They just feel, don't yield to that. I said, don't yield to that. You got the spirit of joy on the inside of you. You might have to stir it up some, but yield to that. Amen. And just talk joy, even if you don't feel it. Learn to talk faith. You feel bad, but say, I have joy. I have joy. I have joy. And your head will say, you don't. You feel lousy. Say, shut up. Shut up. I said, I have joy. That's what walking by faith is all about. That's what walking in the Spirit. You're making a decision. I'm not yielding to the way the flesh feels. I'm yielding to the Spirit that's inside me. And He's a Spirit of joy. Amen. I mean, sometimes if you have to, take you some toothpicks. Prop up the corners of your mouth. And you say, I will rejoice. Amen. I will. I will. Like the psalmist said, soul, why are you so cast down? Bless the Lord. Amen. Stir yourself up. I mean, David, you remember when everything had went bad? Ziklag was destroyed and they took his kids and his family and all his soldiers' families. And I mean, they were ready to stone him. You talk about a down day. And you know what the scripture said? David encouraged himself in the Lord. He and nobody did it for him. He did it. He just got over in the corner and said, I'm not, I'm not laying down. I am not quitting. Lord, you are my strength. You are my joy. Begin to sing or quote one of the Psalms that the Lord gave him. You can do the same. I said, you can do the same. Said out loud, the spirit in me is the spirit of love. And the spirit of joy. Hallelujah. Now see, these are his qualities. This is his nature. This is his person. And the more like him you are, the more like this you'll be. What's the next one? What does it say? Peace. Peace. I mean, if he's in you and you're yielding to him, then his peace is going to be coming through your mind. Through your soul, through your words, if you're all fidgety, if you're all anxious, if you're just frustrated to no end, you're not yielding to him. Yielding to the, you're pushing him back and just yielding to the feelings and yielding to the flesh. Everybody say peace. peace. And again, same thing. You might feel frazzled, but just begin to confess, I have peace. Or sing it. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace. Whatever you need to do, stir yourself up and say, no, speak to your mind. Say, mind, be still. Be quiet. Soul, rest. Be still. Be quiet. I have peace. Begin to talk that. Begin to believe that. 
Amen. Because the spirit inside you is not a spirit of agitation. Not a spirit of confusion. Not a spirit of frustration. But a spirit of peace. Now see, we're defining walking in the spirit. People have some goofy ideas about walking in the spirit. They think walking in the spirit means you're about half in a trance. I'm walking in the spirit. No, you might have, people can have experiences in the spirit, but that's not how you walk and live every day. No, walking in the spirit means you choose to yield to the Holy Spirit instead of the flesh. You feel like slapping somebody, but you don't. You choose to yield to the spirit of love that's on the inside of you and do something nice even though you don't feel like doing something nice. You feel like being agitated. You feel like pacing the floor. You feel like shouting at somebody, but you don't. I said you don't. You yield to the peace that's on the inside of you and you praise God and you speak to your heart. You speak to your mind. You say, be still. Be still, soul, and know he's God. He's on the throne. The word's true. It's going to be all right. Talk faith. Don't yield to the other. Amen. What if everybody walked in this all the time? My, my, my. Fruit of the Spirit is love. What? Joy. What? Well, if you just had those three in full measure, dear me, you'd think you'd almost gone to heaven already. What's the next one? Long suffering. <laughs> you, you, I've heard Christians just say, well, that's one of my shortcomings. I just don't have any patience. Terrible confession. And that's not the only thing. The thing is, they don't really want any. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to have it. No, no. Listen, these things have to be exercised. People pass up wonderful opportunities to exercise patience every day. <laughs> right? They don't want to work out. They don't want to exercise it. Long suffering means you put up with it. And then you put up with it some more. And then you put up. When when the flesh is going, I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. I ain't taking it no more. You say, shut up. Just shut up. You know, that's one of the things that. Now, you're laughing. But do you know the scripture literally tells you to be rough with your own flesh? It does. It does. Paul said, was it 1 Corinthians 9, 27? I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection. Other translations say, I beat it black and blue. (laughs) Now, I'm not suggesting you hurt yourself, but you do need to get real firm with yourself. Right? I mean, you grab yourself by the ear and you say, flesh, I said, shut up. You just sit down here and be quiet. You do need to be very, very stern. Be kind with others. And rough with yourself. Hmm? See, most folk are practicing that in reverse, aren't they? They're rough with others and they just kind with themselves. They just go on and on with you. <laughs> no. Everybody say long suffering. That is one of the Lord's qualities that I am the most in awe of is his patience. I'm telling you, he'll say something. And sure enough, it'll come to pass a thousand years later. You talk about patience. Oh, man. And, um, you know, look at what he has put up with. 
Just look in the earth today. What he's putting up with. I mean, you are ready to write somebody off. You are ready to call fire down on them. And he's not even that agitated. And you better be glad he's that way. Because he's not just that way with them. He's that way with you. And me. And so because of that, we ought to be that way with each other. Everybody say long-suffering. That means you suffer with or you put up with a long time. You're not quick. Not quick to judge. Not quick to write people off. Not quick to condemn. Long so Is that the Holy Spirit inside us? Is that the way He is? That is the way He is. He's the comforter. He's the spirit of adoption. I have found, you know, you ever heard people say this? Well, the Holy Spirit just condemned me about that. The Holy Spirit condemned me in the service about that. That's really not the right phraseology. If you look at the scriptures, your own heart condemns you. When you see you've done wrong, I've found even when my own heart is condemning me, the Holy Spirit will comfort me. Amen. Amen. That's the way he is. Keep reading. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering what? Gentleness. He's gentle. Not harsh, not hard. I've seen ministers just so harsh and so hard and try to excuse it. But I say, well, that's just my prophetic anointing. Uh-uh, that's just your flesh. Uh-uh. The Holy Ghost doesn't make you harsh and mean and cruel and impatient, does he? How many believe it's beneficial to remind ourselves of these things? So we know what spirit is going on. What spirit's manifesting through people. Holy Spirit is gentle. He's good. He's of faith and faithful. He's meek. Amen. Not haughty, not proud, not pushy. Meek. Humble. Temperate. That means self-controlled. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk. That's a decision, isn't it? So we're talking about you feel like being down, but you choose to walk in joy. Amen. You feel like being irritated and frustrated, but you choose to walk in peace. Amen. You feel like that you've had it with this person and you don't even want to look at them again, but you choose to walk in long suffering. Amen. You feel like being hard and harsh, but you choose to walk in gentleness. Amen. This is the Holy Spirit. We're getting to know him better. Amen. This is him. Whether he's manifesting in you or in me or in anybody, he's going to be the same. He is the same. Sit out loud. Love. Love. Joy. Joy. Peace. Peace. Long-suffering. Gentleness. Goodness. Goodness. Faith. Faith. Meekness. Meekness. Self-control. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the one inside you. Amen. He's like that all day. He's like that all night. He's like that every day of the week. He's like that in every country. Amen. All the time. Go to Isaiah, and I'm closing with this. Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. I want you to confess this over yourself, and I want us to release some faith. I think some people need this this evening. There's some things going on and about to go on in your life that this will help you with. The Holy Spirit is your helper. 
Capital H. He's your helper. Say it out loud. He's my helper. He helps me all the time. But can you already see now that one of the keys to him helping you is you looking to him. Checking with him. Just checking in with him all the time. What does that mean? Check your Don't try to hear voices. Don't try to feel uh, hot flashes, cold flashes, goose bumps. Don't get into any of that. Just check on the inside. Check. Just check. And ask. Ask for help. And check. In Isaiah, the 11th chapter, this is prophetic. Jesus quoted this scripture, applied it to himself. And this is the same spirit that was on him. In uh, Isaiah 11, verse 2. Isaiah 11, 2 says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of what? Wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Can he be all this to us? Can he manifest to us wisdom? Wisdom has to do with being able to see the end of a thing. Wisdom has to do with being able to perceive God in a thing. And see God's plan for this thing. How he says and wants this thing to turn out. How valuable is that? Understanding. To even know what's going on in a situation. Counsel and my... You know we... Thank God for each other, but don't be so quick to ask other people what they think you ought to do. That's right. You know, it's rare for me to go ask anybody what I ought to do in my ministry in life. It's happened, but I, very rare. And the Lord's given me some counsel through people sometimes that was very good and right, but not all the time. I know the counselor. I go straight to the source. I said, I go straight to the source. If anybody's got something good to tell you, they got it from him. And he's in you. Same one. Amen. So beware of asking everybody and their brother and sister what they think you ought to do. Because they can just give you their own thinking. And then if you do the wrong thing, don't you blame them. I said, don't you blame them. I've had people cry across from my desk. Well, I asked this minister and he told me this and it was bad counsel and I did it. just messed my life up. Well, it's your fault. Your fault. You could have gotten a prayer clause instead of bothering that preacher that day. Couldn't you? You could have heard from the Lord for yourself. Couldn't you? He'd have told you the right thing. And I don't care who they are. People are human. They can make a mistake. They can tell you what they think and not be right. But the spirit of counsel and what? Might. Might. The spirit of what? Knowledge Knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. He'll not judge after the sight of his eyes or reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he will judge. And it goes on. I know a friend of mine, uh, older than myself, is talking to me one time. They were really nervous. They were going back to college. And uh, they thought they should, but they hadn't been in school for decades. And he was telling me, he said, man, when I was in high school, I didn't do well. I just wasn't a good student. I didn't make good grades. I'm really concerned about this. He said, but I feel like I'm supposed to go. I turned to this passage with him. I said, let's read this. I said, you got the Spirit in you, right? Spirit's on you. He said, yeah, yeah, I believe that. I said, he is the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. 
and counsel and might. And he will make you of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I said, this is what I want you to say. I want you to begin to say, I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm bright. Amen. Sometimes I'd lead my students to school. We'd go on and say, we're good looking. And very rich. And a major blessing. Amen. But the first part of this I wanted him to focus on in his schoolwork. You know, so much of being able to learn is a matter of faith. If you believe you can learn a thing, if you believe you can understand it, you can. If you get to the point where you think, man, this is too hard for me. This is over my head. I can't get this. If you believe that and you say that, you actually darken your own understanding. I want us to stand up and say this out loud. I want us to release faith in this this evening. Everybody say it out loud. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is resting on me. The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of counsel. The Spirit of might. The Spirit of knowledge. And of the fear of the Lord. And He makes me of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I want us to say that two more times. Say it together with me. He makes me of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. He makes me of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Praise God. Now don't say anything different in the things that come up tonight, tomorrow, the next day, when anything comes up, you say this again. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of counsel. The Spirit of might. And He's making me of quick understanding. I'm quick. I get it quick. Amen. Everybody say, I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I'm quick. Yeah, Lord, I'll do that. You say, what do you mean? Well, I just heard the Lord say in my spirit something. This is for some people specific right here in this place tonight because you have said, I guess I'm just getting old. I guess, you know, well, I just don't remember things like I used to. Well, you know, I'm over 50 now. Hmm? I'm sorry, I'm just old. My memory's just not what it used to be. Hmm? That talk's not okay. That talk can actually dull you. People think it's age dulling them. It's not. It's your own words. Your doubt. Your fear. And there's even something more serious than that. People have symptoms of certain uh, debilitating diseases. Alzheimer's. Other things. That affect the memory. And the enemy is playing with your mind on this deal. And he says something's wrong with you. You just. Something's wrong with you. Something's bad wrong with you. You've been listening to it. You've been entertaining it. And whether there is something physically there or not. Doesn't make any difference to the power of God. How many believe God can drive it out? Can't he? But you need to get these words in your mouth. And say nothing else. I said, say nothing else. And listen, there are some spouses here. And you are your spouse's biggest problem. 
Because you're always telling them about how they forget everything. And they must be getting old. And you don't know what's wrong with them. You need to shut up. I know that's strong, but you need to. You're hurting them. Your spouse is believing what you're saying. They're taking it to, they act like they don't. They're just laughing it off, but they are taking it to heart. They're believing it. Now, if you say something to your spouse, if you say something to your mother or father, you say something to your child, you say something to your friend, I don't care if they're 105, you say you're quick, you're sharp, you're bright. Amen. We have the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. And he makes us of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. No more old jokes about being, you know, memories gone, memories slipping. I know people, I had an aunt was 103. And I tell you what, she could tell you the whole family tree and all the middle names and the dates and the birth dates of all the cousins, sharp as a tack, did her own housework, lived in her own house by herself, did her own house, 103. Don't tell me you have to fall apart because you're 65. Ridiculous. I said, it's ridiculous. People, the devil sold people a bill of goods. I mean, they just believe it and they start talking about, well, I'm old and I guess I'm about, I've about run my race. 60 years old. It's ridiculous. I said, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Moses at age 120 climbed a mountain to die. That's pretty good. Climbed a mountain 120. Bible said his eyesight was not dim. His natural force had not obeyed. He had not dried out. He still had his moisture. And he saw the promised land without binoculars. Glory. I said, do we serve the same God? Do we have the same mighty spirit in us and on us? No more talking about being dumb. No more talking about being slow. Well, I guess I'm just getting old and... Quit saying that. I'm charging you now. Stop talking that about yourself and about your loved ones. Stop that. This is what you say. Let's say it one more time. Say it out loud. Say it strong. The Spirit of the Lord Lord is on me. The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of counsel. The Spirit of might is on me. And He is making me. Of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.